So yeah, memes are a fantastic starting point and very prevalent in the space. You know, it's pop culture at the end of the day. So before memes came along, you know, the people have a huge interest in pop culture, cinema, movies, music. It's the zeitgeist, really, isn't it? It's everything that kind of we talk about and share with one another. And memes are the, the medium in which we're able to do that on the internet. You are listening to One More Question, a podcast by the people of Nice Work. One of the things we often catch ourselves saying is, can we ask you one more question? This podcast is all about sharing the best conversations we have had with significant builders, experts, and communicators. The people we encounter and work with as we go about helping you build brands people care about. Season four is based on our exploration of Web3, NFTs, and all things Metaverse. We're seeing an explosion of creativity and brands popping up all over this new space. Yet the rules seem to be different and experimentation is not only expected, but welcome. Follow our conversations with the designers, the builders and the visionaries shaping Web3 and the Metaverse. I'm your host, Ross Drakes. Today on the podcast, I have the honor of speaking to world-renowned artist David Gersh, creator of the iconic Crypto Leo's NFT collection and the Leoverse Metaverse. We met at NFT NYC this year. He was wearing an astronaut's outfit and handing out stickers like confetti. We talk about the hidden power of memes, how they are the cultural artifacts of the internet, and they are actually a reflection of what's happening at any moment. How Web3 gives him an excuse to have fun with technology and what opportunities arise from this technological play. He also shares how one meme became a thousand artworks of Leonardo DiCaprio made in a single year. My favorite part is when he was bold enough to actually go to Leo's house to promote the project. Enjoy. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast, David. I really appreciate it. Um, we met at NFT NYC earlier this year. Um, you were in a space costume with a loud speaker around your neck um, covered in thousands of portraits of Leonardo DiCaprio. So thank you for coming on the, the podcast with us. Rock and roll. Thank you very much, Ross, for having me. I'm excited to see where we go and what deep philosophical NFT web free related business we get into. <laughs> um, you described yourself as a professional unemployed artist. Can you can you talk about how sort of working in Web3 allows you to be both professional and unemployed and an artist at the same time? Well, yes, I suppose that's a good description of who I am. I'm unemployable. I'm an artist and I'm in Web3. It's been a rock and roll ride. I got into it at the beginning of last year. 2021 when i suppose the rest of the world also tuned into to it after people's 69 million dollar sale i thought oh this sounds like i can get myself some some cheese finally and uh yeah got into it <laughs> it's been great since i've been in it um i launched a collection uh called crypto leos as you can see the collection behind me i'm sure we'll get into that later but that gave me the opportunity to do it full time and um, live out my passion, which is art, creating art, and never thought it would ever be an opportunity until I just until now, and here I am, rock and roll. That's super rad. 
Now, I know you mentioned that you 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 thought it was fun uh, to get into sort of Web3 and to, to make NFTs. What do you think it is about this particular collection of technologies that allows it to to be perceived as fun because i think things like instagram have always been there and so has facebook and you know like platforms to share art is has, have been kind of around for a long time what do you think it is about this sort of space that makes it interesting and exciting for somebody like you to work well i think is it comes along with all the associations of crypto and on one side of crypto, you've got like, it's going to change the world. It's new technology. It's a new financial system. And on the other side of crypto, you've just got pump and dumps, meme coins, and just having a laugh. Uh, and kind of, I think that's where NFTs stand at one side. It's innovative technology. But on the other side, it's like, yeah, but it's just memes, isn't it? Like what? Like we do, we do. You know, it's an opportunity to really ridicule, I can't even say that word, but um, kind of have fun and not take anything too seriously. And I suppose, yeah, it's, it's a crossroads of new tech, but internet culture. And I think the internet culture with the memes and, you know, taking the pee is uh, kind of the loudest voice within the space. And that's, that's why it's just fun and games. Well, I know you're going to speak at, at NFT uh, London soon on on memes. I mean, uh, tell me a bit more about why memes are sort of important to you as an artist and, and how you use them. You know, we'll jump into Cryptolias in a second, how you've used them to sort of build your, your brand in the space. So, yeah, memes are a fantastic starting point and very prevalent in the space. Uh, you know, it's pop culture at the end of the day. So before memes came along, you know, the people have a huge interest in pop culture, cinema, movies, music. It's the zeitgeist, really, isn't it? It's everything that kind of we talk about and share with one another. And memes are the kind of the, the medium in which we're able to do that on the internet. So yeah, they are very fun. It's very. Uh, I am speaking about memes in London. I'm going to try and make that talk kind of like a show and dance, a sing and dance, not really have anything real to say <laughs> because essentially that's what a meme is, isn't it? It's not, it's saying a lot of things all at once while saying nothing. Maybe a meme is a, a moment in time captured in a picture or a gif or a soundbite and kind of shared continuously throughout the internet and then adapted 100,000 times. That's what makes memes so brilliant. It's, it's a kind of emotion, but the possibility to apply to so many th different things all at, one, all at once whilst being one image of something like Will Smith slapping Chris Rock or a woman winking. You know? So if, if it's fantastic internet uh, gold, isn't it, memes? You know, everyone shares memes. It's kind of, you imagine like a lot of the internet's built upon memes so they do go like <laughs> further than just funny images don't they you know it only takes you like two three scrolls through an instagram story to come across a meme another meme you know reddit built on memes so uh the nft space largely built on memes i think i've said the word meme about 50 times already so <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we can meme this meme this i mean i i, I like that you know for me memes is 
occupy like quite a, a spectrum of intelligence there's the the kind of first base you know you know ross was here scrolled on a toilet door kind of level uh, meme and then there's quite strong clever commentary like you say of a moment of a time of a piece of culture of a brand of a movie of a celebrity of anything um and i love how they can almost evolve as they move through the internet because someone starts it and then somebody else picks it up and somebody else picks it up and then suddenly it's been through 10 million cycles and it's quite impressive where a community or a group of people can kind of push a concept how far they can actually stretch it and still be you know kind of related back to that original moment i find that quite quite impressive and quite exciting yeah, so do I. So do I. Very much like what I've done with the Crypto Leo meme. It's one meme, the memes from the Django Unchained, the movie, where Leonardo DiCaprio is looking all very smug. And it's I've turned it into a thousand different pieces of art. I mean, I think this is then our perfect segue into Crypto Leos. I mean, you know, I've got a bunch of the, the merch still sitting here on my on my desk. Um, they're slowly Ooh. being stolen by my son. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he's slowly stealing them off my desk as, as time goes by. But you, you hand-rendered a thousand pieces of art. I mean, you created, you took this meme. You know, how did you choose the meme and why did you go the route of of making each one by hand when so many people in the space were just sort of using algorithms and kind of designing up a few traits and then then spamming out thousands, ten thousands, you know, of, of these objects. But stupidity kind of is the answer uh, to why I made a thousand <laughs> by hand. Uh, not being uh, intelligent enough to know the skills required to generate a thousand images. So that's where the first uh, um, question's answered. My lack of intelligence <laughs> that made. But, however, it, it kind of, I think, makes the collection more special because, yeah, I created these images on Photoshop one by one, and it took me a year to do so. And it's about 800 of them are references to other memes and popular culture whereas about 200 are just more generic art-styled Leos. Um, but it was an adventure, and it took me from April 2021 to April 2022. And yeah, rock and roll. It was fun. I love that you, know, you sort of, you were like, well, uh, uh, you know, I just want to have a bit of fun, but you created a project, something that, that consumed an entire year of your life. I'm sure it wasn't like all, all waking moments, but... You were living, breathing, sleeping, eating, you know, kind of crypto leos for, for an entire year, which is actually quite an impressive achievement just in, in staying power, you know, let alone the kind of creative output of the, the whole thing. Yeah, I know. It did essentially send me mad. But luckily for me, <laughs> I was already mad beforehand. <laughs> so uh, the, the kind of artistic process of making the same image a thousand times is trickier than. Maybe I mean it just sounds trickier anyway. Like, like I don't think anyone would think that's easy, but um, or maybe they would. But yeah, you know, coming up with ideas with each one, and obviously staying kind of keeping up with NFT day by day during the bull market essentially was uh, hard work because it was twenty four hours, 
Mm. And it was kind of like feeding the beast. Like I had to feed the machine every day. So I was like feeding a beast, feeding the Twitter, feeding the open sea with a Leo every day, feeding the community's enthusiasm at the time and, and, you know, doing live streams, uh, just a whole year of like full on NFT six months over the summer. I literally didn't go outside <laughs> like for half an hour per day. I completely glued myself to the screen. Probably wasn't not great for my eyesight, but it was a fun <laughs> thing to experience. I think. Now, now, did you put a lot of thought into, into Leo, like into that meme? Did you put, did you choose what you were like? Did you, cycle through a bunch could they as easily been a crypto i don't know a crypto smith or a crypto rock um you know or was was it always definitely going to be be leo no it was a handful of memes pixelated by me uh purely because i wanted to get into 2d game design with unity but um nfts then just came around the corner and because i had already created the like the sprite i thought well, that would look great like a thousand times. And that kind of was the ethos of NFT, wasn't it? It was the same thing. It was like a collectible, but done with very slightly different variations. And yeah, luck be have it. I picked Leo. And if you think a bit deeper into Leonardo DiCaprio, he is probably the most memed celebrity of them all on the internet. Yeah, probably. Maybe Steve Buscemi. Be interesting. I think this is, yes. Yeah, I think there's maybe a university Crypto paper Steve that somebody Pashimis. should write. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Trademark. We we said it here first. Somebody you can't could, do it now. Mm. We said it here first. Someone could write a <laughs> dissertation on the Mona Leo. <laughs> um now now why did you you know you did you said you did eight hundred references. Um why did you why did you not finish the, the last two hundred? Well, annoyingly, uh, it was like a Thursday of, of March this year. OpenSea came out with a mad idea that they were going to like cap all the collections to like 50. And at that time, that day was like, oh, my God, I need, I'm not going to be able to complete Leo's. Let's just finish them today. So I spent like a manic day trying to finish the rest of the collection. And at that time, I was about number 700. But impossible task. But yeah, so then I created about 200 on the fly very quickly because I thought like we had like 24 hours to complete the collection when uh, <laughs> the next few days OpenSea were like, no, that, that was a silly idea of us. Everyone could go back to minting whatever they like. <laughs> now, you, you touched a little bit around the, the sort of community build uh, around this thing because I think a, a huge portion of memes is is the the virality of them which means they have to almost connect to people and reach people like how did you think about crypto leos and actually sort of connecting into the audience and building a group of people that were following along you know with the the thing and not in a way because so many of the projects at the time were getting caught up in the sort of pump and dump uh you know mentality where people were buying pushing the price up and then selling and moving straight on to the next collection and and sort of rinse and repeating and that didn't seem to play out with with leos no luckily i managed to kind of uh strangle together a community and uh for we had a lot of fun you know it was it was a kind of daily task of making memes and doing YouTube live streams and and 
just having making it all a kind of performance and I, I cooked people's attention but obviously that attention span I think is only as a, has a lifeline as well and now we're in a bear market it's harder to get that kind of hook again uh, not only uh, for ideas maybe for just my own personal um, what I need to concentrate on as an artist to develop as a better artist and kind of how much energy I have as well to give it. But we are still uh, striving. You know, we've got the multiverse of Leo, which is this 1,000 spin-off collection where a 1,000 other NFT artists are remaking each crypto Leo I've already made. And that's exciting. So that's kind of keep keeping us kind of, um, kind of bob along in this kind of current market situation. So, I mean, how did you convince a thousand other people to invest? I mean, you know, you said, you've already said you're mad. So I understand why you invested in mm. a year of your life into this. Like, how did you convince a thousand mm. other people to jump on board with your madness and, and play the game? Well, luckily, every artist only needs to make one Leo. So they're not making a thousand. They're only making an, a version of one from the mm. original collection. So it's no hard task, really. And... uh I think it's just something fun. It's something, you know, like it's an art challenge. I think it's fun for the community to do these types of things because it is quite a small community for NFT essentially at the end of the day. And I suppose everybody in it wants to kind of, yeah, be seen. So jumping on a kind of prolific project like Cryptolios is maybe a good way, like kind of opportunity for some as well. And as well for others, it's just a bit of fun. I mean, I like that. That was one thing I was super struck with in, in our pre-calls, you know, how much fun you've had in this space. Like, you know, I think that is, that seems to be the difference between projects that sort of live on beyond the initial drive and ones that sort of disappear. And I guess ones that turn into brands that extend beyond just that initial kind of NFT drops. How do you think about fun in this work and building it into something like crypto layers. Yeah, I think fun's very important, especially for NFT. Essentially, at the end of the day, a lot of the PFP projects are just cartoon pictures. So at the root of it is fun. Uh, also, there's a lot of flexing you can to be done uh, with uh, NFT because it's associated with money. So essentially, something like Bored Apes, and punks, a lot of money is associated. But for smaller collections like us, just keeping the fun alive with competitions or YouTube streams, Twitter spaces, uh, you know, memes, it, that, and kind of how you could then maybe penetrate uh, in real life as well with like events and um, art, you know, street art, if it be. That all kind of keeps the fun alive, I think. Uh, it, it's no simple task. It is quite hard still. I think it does take a lot of energy, especially for some like a one-man project. Um, it is hard. Like, no wonder why a lot of NFT collections are teams. Maybe you could achieve more with a team. Uh, with Cryptolios, it is me. I've got a friend as well, Matty Good Vibes. He's helping me out with the multiverse. But yeah, it's 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 a challenge of keeping it relevant and uh, having fun. Being present on Twitter, essentially, is where the NFT scene lives. And um, when it comes to kind of providing value, it's, yeah, it's 
have it's, it's having fun. Just try and have fun as much as you can, and connections and creating connections with your collectors as well. Hmm. I think it's an interesting thing because on the art side, a lot of these projects can seem like silly, fluffy, you know, things that don't mean kind of much. But I think in in terms of, you know, if you take a brand building lens to this and you look at building an audience and getting people to engage and convincing people to produce fan art, like you've achieved all of these things as a one man artist on your own you know in this kind of space and and there's brands that spend tens of thousands of pounds to try and get a modicum of that sort of attention out of an audience and i think what's so brilliant about this is so many of the people have also paid to be part of it like they've they've bought a leo um you know so they've actually dug into their own pocket and engaged you know initially with kind of money and then that then led them down that path which i find quite fascinating as a human behavior like imagine Nike walked up to you and said, listen, you got to give us some money and we'll give you a picture of a shoe. And then you can kind of hang out with us in our, on our social channels. You'd be like, uh, no, no, I don't know if that's the thing. Well, that's what, that's essentially what they are doing. Yes, you could say that they're trying to do that. And I think essentially that's what NFT is. It's cults. It's the modern, the, the modern day cult. <laughs> You know, so we're you, all would you consider yourself a cult leader? Well, you know, I'll let the others speak on my behalf. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't uh, suggest <laughs> I was. But no, essentially, I'm playing fun with that idea. I think um, it can be, you know, it's it's all built on community, and yeah, it's in a weird way it got cult-like energy. And I think mm. it, uh, it's internet communities, internet cults. It's a very fun dangerous arena of human behavior and i'm and I'm, uh, sign me up <laughs> <laughs> so so i've got two Let's difficult questions <laughs> the, the first one is mm. is has leonardo the person engaged with um crypto leos now being as far as knocking on his door in the hollywood hills and giving some crypto leo stickers to his doorman that's how far I've got. So whether he's seen it or not and had a laugh, I hope he has. Uh, but as of yet, he has yet to engage directly with the project. Did you actually go physically to his house and and hand the doorman stickers? <laughs> yeah, we, we went to Sunset Boulevard in Los Angeles and knocked on his door. And then his doorman came out. <laughs> <laughs> and as I was kind of giving the spiel, like this is what it is, you know, the doorman had definitely didn't deny that. It kind of had the energy like, this is really funny. And yeah, you've come to the right house. I'll get these to him. <laughs> like vibes. <laughs> like he had, he had really good energy about him. And uh, so they've been to his door and a lot of the stickers as well, plastered up all around the world and um, trying to graffiti them as much as possible when I get a chance. But um, That's super <laughs> who knows? Who knows? It, it will be exciting. It's it's fun to see where this goes in the future. Um, and then and then I guess my other difficult question is, which is your favorite crypto leo? If you could only choose one, if all of the other crypto leos mm. had to be deleted off the internet, which one would remain? Ooh, I think it's the Mona Leo. 
the Mona Lisa Leo. I think that's truly a uh, a feat of 21st century artwork. The Mona Leo. <laughs> I mean, it's got a great name. The Mona Leo. <laughs> mm. It's the Mona Lisa of, of Leonardo DiCaprio memes. Oh, I love that. I love that. Now you you sort of not only you're doing crypto layers and you're doing the multiverse, you know you're also sort of doing very interesting things with, with physical arts mixed with mixed reality, you know, kind of augmented reality, um, and you are kind of moving into the art DJ. Can you talk about sort of the the experiments you're currently doing and where you're playing right now, and then kind of tell us about the art DJ and and what that means to you. Yeah, it's mega exciting. I've uh, um, you know finished Leo's in April, and, and since then it's kind of like that took my full attention for a year. And then it was kind of like being in the deep end again. It was like, oh wait a minute, what you know, what am I doing? What do I need to focus my energy on? And essentially, it's a mixture of things. But I'm very excited about VR and AR, and um, you know, I'm, I want to the possibilities. It kind of. Uh, lets you do especially ar essentially when i think the glasses will come out of the AR glass i think that will kind of be a, a either it will work and it will be like a new kind of technology that everyone gets their hands on or it won't it would just be a dud yeah but i mm. just enjoy the process of um you know making art in vr i think it's a very fun uh experience that um i've never had before and i've got my oculus here and essentially, it's kind of, you know, maybe it's playing a bit with the with the narrative and the zeitgeist. Like last year, it was it was all about NFT, and obviously now with old um, Mark Zuckerberg coming out with Meta, you know, and putting a lot of energy into VR. It's kind of I want to stay up, uh, ahead of the trend. So maybe I'm just putting a lot of energy into into that to. To essentially, yeah, see if it's it's as a as a grow, it's kind of a new market to exp- experiment with and mess around mm. in. So that's exciting, and uh, I made some pieces today. Today, actually, I started videoing myself in VR, and uh, whilst videoing the art, so I'll be able to start putting out reels on on like the art I'm making, and that's really fun fun to watch and to do. Uh, and you can take it around the world. Like essentially, I want to start being a bit more uh, free to live anywhere. So anywhere with a good Wi-Fi connection, you can kind of go around the world with it. Uh, and they're the reasons I'm engrossed by the concepts at the moment. AR as well. It just looks trippy, doesn't it? AR is like you put your phone up against the painting and it comes off the wall. And it's like bloody hell, that's trippy. And the same, you know, I think it's quite exciting to create some experiences there. Uh, obviously, the glasses aren't out yet, so we're kind of still waiting for that tech. I'm fascinated by this idea of kind of geolocated, augmented mm. spaces. Like, who owns that? So, so mm. Leonardo DiCaprio definitely owns his house, you know? So, if you were to go there and start spraying art on the wall, mm. the cops would probably arrive and arrest you. But if you arrive there and you attach mm. Crypto Leo exhibition in you know, kind of augmented reality or mixed reality outside his house. Have you invaded his Mm. space or is that now just you expressing yourself as an artist and anyone who happens to go past wearing these goggles is going to see your exhibition outside of his house? So does he own that space in a 
digital world. It's this like strange concept that I don't think any of us have quite figured out yet, but there's still, I think, a lot of experimentation and play to be had there. It's mega exciting. That that is just super exciting ideas. And yeah, I think the geotagging is something, again, it's on my list of things to start learning and, and incorporating because, yeah, it's essentially, you know, with Web3 and NFTs, the anarchy towards it all is that it's, it's kind of like removing itself from any physical place, uh, albeit like a, a gallery, and living online or living in the real world via like mixed reality. And, you know, that, that's mad. And I think we are at the cusp of this new technological revolution, which in some, with AI and, and it's, it's going to, it's a, it's a very exciting time to witness it all. Plus who knows what to expect from it, the good and the bad. It's all very, just, it's very exciting to be at the forefront and be witnessing it all in to take shape. Yeah, I guess part of part of what I really enjoy about this space is that, you know, people like Facebook are being outcompeted by people like Yuga Labs on the high end, but also then there's like independent people who are producing more meaningful stuff, more exciting stuff than Facebook has been able to with billions of dollars at their disposal and some of the most talented people and direct access to hardware and even future hardware that we haven't even seen yet, yet still, I think energy and excitement and experimentation can actually carry you quite a long way, um, you know, and, and help people achieve things that they might not have been able to in a traditional gallery setting or trying to do an activation on the street or any of these things, you can't really do a lot of that stuff because of, because of legislation. Yeah. And I'm also excited about the kind of new talent, uh, web free and NFT is, uh, shining a light on. And, um, that's mega exciting to see new artists come out of nowhere, uh, because they've never been had the opportunity to like, I mean, the, the light's never been shined on them. And now the light's all about digital artwork. It's like, oh, here's a whole heap of new people. And it's like, wow, mm. like, hello, everybody. Time to shine. And that's super exciting as well. That's super cool. So tell me about the, tell me about the art DJ. Yeah, the art DJ, mega exciting. So obviously the market is, um, you know, not as pop, not as exciting as it last year. So there has been, uh, you know, for me, kind of um, thoughts of, oh, like how, like, how am I going to stay relevant or, you know, day to day, keep myself entertained. And yeah, it's called the Art Diogen. It's a new YouTube channel. It's putting a lot more energy into uh, social media and creating content. You know, after all, creator economy, that's huge. And it's um, going around meeting artists of both NFT, Web3, and just traditional artists and uh, talking, um, interviewing and finding out what inspires them. It's an exciting, all in all, I'm very excited for, um, for it. I'm going to Berlin next month. I'm going to Valencia. I'm going to Las Vegas in October again, uh, purely off the back of this art DJ just to go out and be at the heart of um, where all these expos are happening and art weeks like Miami Art Basel, which is in December. And yeah, and interviewing people and kind of getting everyone's opinion on, on the emerging scene, which is NFT. 
I find it I find it really interesting. That's kind of you you sort of put yourself into these places without permission um, and and using kind of energy and creativity to sort of just stay in the in the space you know so it's almost like moving from you had this idea of a meme and now you're showing up at like you know art basel and places like that you know in a in a form that people are, are kind of noticing and i feel that it's a little bit like internet culture moving into the physical space and i think the the lesson for companies and brands and people building is that that you don't necessarily need permission. Uh, I think it all comes down to, you know, what you want to do and what you're trying to create and and holding on to that and, and not necessarily having to stick to the conventions that were coming before. Yeah, exactly. A kind of um, a big middle finger up to conventions is the kind of beauty of the space and, you know, uh, the punk and anarchic vibe it has, which is like, ah, we this rule, rule book, throw that out the window. Let's do something different. Let's let's just kind of get involved, and that's what excites me about the whole like being involved with NFTs. And yeah, and come December, going to Art Basel, never been there before, uh, never thought I would, but now I've got a reason to be there. You know, to speak to mm. other artists, and yeah, we've kind of art that I've made as well. It's it's a very exciting time to be an artist and a creator, especially. Now, I mean, I guess as my closing closing question to you, you've you've been through a few iterations of this market and it feels like the pace at which Web3 and NFTs move is is faster than other industries. We've been through multiple iterations already in in a couple of years. Where where do you see this all kind of going? Like, where do you see this whole thing playing out um, over the next year? So I definitely believe in NFT for, uh, you know, because I believe in um, the value in digital assets. I think uh, digital assets are a huge economy already. You know, coming, you know, I've always been a video gamer, so, so that's why I get like a good understanding of, you know, buying digital assets already. Uh, as we propel into more of a tech future with VR and AR, um, yeah, I think it's going to definitely not go anywhere. I think um, it might get rebranded a little bit. You know, NFT is a bit of a weird, dirty word at the moment. So it could do with like a facelift. Uh, you know, and uh, with crypto as well, I've only been in the space since last year, the beginning of last year. So this will be my first bear market. Um, but it's just, it feels like it's just too big to fail now. It feels like it, it, when the years go by and more and more people get involved, especially the younger generations are just, you know, it's just a very exciting, amped up, pumped up kind of crazy, like ferocious concept that's hard for you to get your head around. Uh, but the younger you are, the probably less it harder it is it's like yeah i get that i'll get that like as a younger person and yeah it's 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 an exciting time to be in it i recommend anyone else try and get in it some way or the other uh because it is an emerging landscape isn't it and um i'm excited to see where it does go myself i'll be here rocking and rolling and finding out (laughs) other people's hot takes on it i've got nowhere else to go really 
Now I'm, I'm, I'm in here. It's too, it's too good to. I'm addicted. Once you get into NFTs, you get addicted, and I'm a. I've got a crazy <laughs> NFT addiction. Now I'm trying to shake off. That's super rad. And now you're going to legitimize it by going to all the the arts institutions of the world <laughs> and, mm. and cementing it. Well, funny you say that. The you know art. You go into a gallery or whatnot. You speak to people from art, the art world, and I was like, you know, eighty percent of them don't like NFTs. Don't get it because I think it's it's shrouded. Well, first of all, you've got to understand crypto, and I think that's there's a barrier of entry because it until that comes a little bit more um, easier to understand. A lot of people won't spend the, the twenty minutes or an hour it needs on YouTube to get it. Well, that will mm. change. It will. I think it will and it'll evolve. But I mean, David, you know, we, mm. we're out of time today. And thank you so much for, for um, creating the weird and wonderful things that you do. And I look forward to seeing uh, Crypto Leo's the second and uh, Crypto David Bushimi's and whatever other crazy ideas you come up with. So thank you very much for, for joining us today. Rock and roll, Ross. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. And yeah, look forward to speaking again in the future. All right. And we'll catch all of you in the next one. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. We believe sharing knowledge is an obligation. So if you know someone who's building a brand or needs some inspiration for their brand, please share this with them. This is our fourth season and we'd be grateful if you'd hit that subscribe button so you're the first to know when a new episode is released. Even better, leave a review and tell the world how much you enjoyed listening. One More Question is brought to you by the people of Nice Work. We're on a mission to build purposeful Web3 brands that people care about. We're based in South Africa and serve the leaders of brave companies around the world. If you'd like to know more, work with us, or make a suggestion, please reach out at www.nicework.co.za. Bye-bye.